Coming to you from Final Third Cigar and Whiskey Lounge in Ingalls, Indiana. Indiana's exclusive Aladino Cigar Lounge. It's the Final Third Podcast. Schnitzel bitches. (laughs) Welcome back to Final Third Podcast. I'm Rob. And I'm Isaiah. We got... Eric with us, the Bourbon Cowboy. Howdy, fellas. Yeah, yeah we're excited. We're um, going to be tasting through <laughs> Just a, a few dozen things. bourbons, I think, yeah. today. So, yeah, so we're going to be smoking today the uh, 601 Green Oscuro from Espinosa, full-bodied cigar. It's one of their core line cigars. It's just a great cigar, and we haven't actually done it on the show that I know of. So, right. yeah, today's the day. We definitely have not. And tell us what all bourbons are on the table, at least for now. <laughs> I'll introduce um, the Dusty Pour, because that'll be one of the first things we get into. And this is a Wild Turkey 101 from the year 1988. Eric, how does that make you feel? I mean, <laughs> that'd be some not safe for work content, to be completely honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So... You want to do a cold draw first, or you want to we get will. into into the pour first? Rob? I'm gonna get a cold draw going first okay. here. Yeah, right. let me get it cut. Mm. Cocoa, a little raisin in there. Yeah, a little, and maybe a little bit of like alfalfa hay. Okay, or some kind of a some kind of a hay, but just like a hay and cocoa for me. Yeah, I could totally see that. Okay. You ready to, to, let's, to yeah, pour let's get this into pour here? Yeah. So I, I got a stinger for us. Okay. Didn't I tell you to clean your room? That's dusty. <laughs> <laughs> so we got us a dusty pour today, yeah, baby. Heck yeah. For those wondering why I didn't react, I don't have headphones. So whatever oh, sound sorry. effect he just played, I got no idea. Yeah, he has no clue. <laughs> um, we'll eventually get there, but we're not that professional. Are there more plugins? Yeah, there are. Oh, <laughs> if there's a Bluetooth, I've got I, I've got AirPods. I could do that too. But no, you, it doesn't do Bluetooth out. Mm-hmm. Just in. gotcha. No. Okay. All right. Oh my goodness. Oh. <laughs> that is that is so good. That's dusty. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Isaiah's got a new toy. He does. Isaiah got a new toy, and I'm confused. What's new? oh dude on the nose oh on the nose it does that it so it shouldn't surprise me but the nose is definitely wild turkey it does that citrusy thing it does does the rye thing that you can Mm. expect from normal 101 but it smells hotter on the nose i'll tell you what the the taste on it hot at all on the the nose the taste tastes like a really really lower proof and it's Really good. It's, this might be my favorite turkey I've ever tasted. Oh, just wait. Flavor-wise. <laughs> I mean, just flavor-wise. Yeah. By the way, can you turn my down a little bit more? Or yeah. can you? Okay. Yeah. Try it now. Yeah, well, you could. I can barely hear it now. Just barely up now. Come on. There you go. There you <laughs> Come go. Come on, Isaiah. Go. Figure it out. Come on, Isaiah. No. Just read his mind. Yes. Why can't you? Yeah, why not? Didn't you used to work here? Supposedly. Allegedly. Supposedly. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. Well, I'm going to yeah, light my cigar like up, too. Boots yeah. And an ostrich. I, I can't believe 
how good that turkey is. That oh, it's delicious. Believe. Like, it's fantastic. That is fantastic. This will be interesting delicious. for me. I have never smoked the Oscura before. I can't believe you not smoked this I don't, before. I haven't smoked this size. Normally, I grab the little Coronas. And those are uh, pepper bombs. They're just everything you want for the last cigar of the day. This does the same thing for it. Yeah. I just figured the Corona would be a little bit too small to smoke on the show. Yeah. And hey, how about a product plug? New lighters at Final Third. Zippo style. They are. Yes. And they are nice. They're very true to form as far as Zippo goes. And also the... uh, the Julius is what this is Julius. called. Oh. It's a soft flame. Soft flame, dual, dual soft flame. Okay. And I've been using it a lot lately. I, I didn't think I would like it, but I love this lighter now. What's that guy run? 135. Okay. Very economical. Very economical. <laughs> yeah. You should buy three. Yeah. Okay, so this cigar is doing the chocolatey thing. There's, it almost reminds me of like chocolate graham cracker. On the palate. And the retro's pepper galore, pepper, baby. Yeah. Actually, I think it's going to go oh, yeah. fantastic with this. It's, uh, if you can find a bit more sugar sweetness, it almost becomes a s'more. Yeah. Oh, I dear Lord. How's it with Try the it with the whiskey. Oh, my God. I wish we could get this bottle on the bar. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh. That might be one of my favorite pairings we've ever had on the show. <laughs> that is. Sorry, guys. We're really... Yeah. Not being nice to you. I, I'm sorry. I literally have no way to offer you wow. any more of this Wild Turkey 101 from 1988. That but is. But I wish I did. So is that all you had was that sample bottle? That's all I've got. That's, That's nice. all I keep getting are these two ounce and one ounce sample bottles. That's and honestly, fun, it's a blast. It's so a I shouldn't tell you about the 1994 1855 reserve sitting at my house? I think you shared that with me. I probably did. That's There's the precursor to a rare, rare breed. breed. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. There's not a lot once you get in the door of my house that's no, off limits. Uh, <laughs> well, I remember last time I was there, you even cracked a beam decanter, which sent me on a tizzy about how much I love the beam decanters. Yes, Those are good. Yes, I do. Like when you find a good one, they're really good. Um, we haven't tried any of my beam decanters on the show, so no. maybe if I uh, go too long of a stretch without getting uh, dusty samples... We'll get one. We'll just uh, crack my beam decanters. Well, I don't know if I told you yet, Isaiah. I know Eric knows. We've got Brickhouse Coffee now. Heck yeah, let's go. And um, so we've got, we're selling, you know, by the cup, obviously, like we always have. We're selling by the cup the black and tan, but we also have uh, beans and ground if you wanted to buy a bag here, too. And... I'm telling you why. I brewed just a few minutes ago. I just got it here like an hour ago. Oh, yeah? And it is delicious. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I forgot how good that, that cup is. Uh, the black and tan is fantastic. And the wonderful thing about it is it's very balanced. It still it has is. those roasty notes from from what they're calling the black in there. So mm-hmm. it's got it's got some of those really highly developed coffee roasty notes along with some of the lighter, fruitier ones that you, that you get from, from the beans in there that are... Uh, less roasted. And, yeah. Uh, which also means more caffeine. More caffeine. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Let's go. Now, one <laughs> thing they did do on, they, they, I, it wasn't their fault. It was my fault on the website. Um, they sent me just the black in the beans in the ground, which by the way is delicious too. Yeah. But we'll be getting the black and tan as well in beans. Cool. So 
That'll be coming soon. I'll have to try some of that after we record. Absolutely, man. It is so I'm probably going to need me to pick me up anyway. I can't believe how mm-hmm. good the 601 green and this turkey are going. It's so good. Like what the did, perfect what pairing. What we have uh, last time we did a dusty pour? I think it was... Uh, was it, it the last show? No, it was a couple shows ago. It was we a couple were, shows ago. It was the limited edition. Aladino. Yeah, and we were drinking a... a it was an Old Crow bottled in bond mm-hmm. from 1942. And it was... Uh, and that was another wonderful pairing. I, I'm yeah. telling you, they knew what to do with whiskey when these came out. And they also... I think a lot of it has to do with how they treated the oak. Yeah. I think it's how they treated the oak, but I think something that's not mentioned enough is also that they were probably using a lot of uh, cypress fermenters back then. Okay. And so... That's right. Yeah, yeah. Using that cypress fermentation method inside of a massive cypress barrel, essentially open-topped, you're going to have some interaction when all that's happening yeah. versus your stainless steel or copper that you're in nowadays. So do you think, because there's a lot of, there's a lot of brands that are still sour mashing. Yes. And I think that would be a, an even easier thing to do on an open top cypress barrel. Cause you're it talking is. about a porous material. So it's going to hold bacteria. And I say bacteria and people the will good, think that that's bad. The but good bacteria so that helps kickstart fermentation that helps. Yeah. Hello, flavors. Fermentation is controlled rot. That's all yes. it is. It is. There, there's no um, other way around yeah. it. <laughs> so uh, I would think that that would even be able to hold yeast better. You know, you you wouldn't think that they need to pitch as much as you would in now what they're using with the stainless fermenters. No, they probably weren't having to pitch as much. But also the uh, milling processes that they would have had back then for grains were a lot uh, gentler. Mm. You know, they would end up, the company would probably end up with more loss and or more solids that they had to filter out than what they do today. Yeah. But that's part of where that flavor came from is that that grain wasn't being so pulverized so quickly. It was being broken down in a more gentle way. Yeah. Huh. Well, you also got to think like back in at that time, there wasn't as much modified corn as no. there is now. Yeah. Definitely not. So you'd have completely different grains. And it is always good to have somebody with an actual farming background on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Because if you didn't know, uh, Eric comes from a farming family. Yes. Failed farmer. <laughs> My brother, 10 times better at this. Shout out, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're an engineer. <laughs> I is engineer because mm-hmm. I know word well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. So you're not. Are you done with yours? Not quite. I can okay. Be. No, yeah. you're fine. You're fine. He wants. He well, wants to live in this for the rest of the afternoon. I, I, this is really one of the best <laughs> pours of whiskeys I've had in a while. Me too. That's so good. Like, I. Uh, I need to find some 101 from the 80s. Yeah. I'm sure it's expensive. Do you, do you know what the price on something like that would be? Wild Turkey Eric. So <laughs> that's going to depend on... Sorry about hitting the mic there. That's going to be fun in editing. No, it's okay. <laughs> that's good. Um, it all depends on what you're looking for. So you can get um, age-stated 101 at eight years. 
you yeah. can be in an area where it's not age stated as well. Um, whether or not it says Austin Nichols on that front label or not. Yeah. There's a lot of different variables. I see them anywhere from about 300 to about 425 and then way up depending on the year and the yeah. age. And so you think I would be able to get a wild turkey 101 from 1988 anywhere from 300 to 425? I would assume so. I'm not super up to date on my yeah. secondary values because screw secondary. Yeah. But when it's something like this, well, you kind of got to pay secondary. It's not like it's just uh, available at the corner store anymore. Yeah, you're not going to find it at Walgreens. No, no, you're not. Um, so now we're getting into, you know, ahead, that's practically Stag Junior store pick prices. Yeah. And yeah. I would take that over a Stag store pick. Oh, 100%. <laughs> but honestly, if you love that so much, run on down to... Uh, Neat Bottle Bar in Louisville, or is it Lexington? It's in Louisville. Um, they usually have it in stock at about, they have the 12-year 101 in stock for about 175 a bottle. Wow. It's not dusty, but by God, it's... Yeah. You're, you're talking about the export release? Yeah. Yeah, I do love that bottle. And if you're talking about just taking an hour and a half, two-hour drive, and then less than... You can you know, hand them $200 bills and you can get some change back. Maybe Rob and I will go do the Evan Williams experience to oh. get an Evan Williams 12 and then and I'm, grab I'm planning a Wild it soon. Turkey 12. Same. I'm planning it yeah. very soon. So I well, actually, when you guys decide to do that, you need to hit me up. So we'll get, it, we'll get a couple cars with, uh, going. I actually, oh, no, I need, just need to set you up with some time with uh, John Waddle again. <laughs> oh, heck yeah. <laughs> go yeah. back to Peerless. I actually got an Evan Williams 12 um, from a guy... For under MSRP here, and it came all the way from Japan. <laughs> yeah, and it's the Japanese release. Um, so, real quick, before Rob comments on this, tell us what we're drinking, Eric. So, it's part of what this whole episode was being done around. Uh, yeah. This is my home state of Illinois, Whiskey Acres Distillery. Uh, they started up uh, production in 2014. They pride themselves on actually all being farmers before they ever started this business venture. They grow all of the grain that they utilize, rye, corn, wheat, and barley. They mill it all on site. The only thing that they outsource themselves is, is their sweet corn. No, <laughs> they grow that too. Don't, Smart I'm trying early. to be nice. Smart I'm early. trying to be nice, don't hey, get me started. You, you be whatever you wanna be. I'm trying to be nice. But the only thing that they actually outsource there is they send their barley to a local malting house about 10 minutes down the road yeah. to handle the malting for them. But uh, they started up, they brought on Dave Pickerel of Whistlepig, of yeah. Blackened, of Maker's Mark. He was consultant for them from day one mm -hmm. before they even started running a still. Um, Which, if you don't know the name Dave Pickroll, everything he touched in his lifetime turned gold. gold. Yeah. But, um, so it's all grown in the DeKalb, Illinois area. And I think just about every field surrounding that distillery right now is growing their stuff. They are also working on doing some 
heirloom corns. So not just the typical uh, blue corn that you'll hear about or the bloody butcher. No, yeah. they have done glass gem corn, which for those that want to look it up, it is a pearlescent colored corn kernel and really, really cool. And it creates a, it created a bourbon for them that had a really strong apple character, actually. Oh, nice. Um, they've also done stuff with blue popcorn that is phenomenal. So tell us. So today we're about drinking. This bottle. Yes. Their so, seven year release. So this was just released. This is seven years, 107 proof, weeded bourbon, completely made on site in Illinois. Nice. Which, which is you know, crazy because there's a couple distilleries that I know of that are doing the grain to glass thing. And I have never seen a seven-year product out of them. Most of the time, you're talking between that two to four-year yep. range. And well, and seven I, years. I'll well, and the you. color on a weeder, man. Yeah. Look at that. It's dark. What's the mash bill? Well, you know? genuinely, uh, we did bourbons. Kind of need seven years. Like they do. It's a yeah. it's a magic number for one. So the mash bill, I actually do not have an exact mm. number on. Um, Isaiah, I can probably get you that number if you want to throw it up on the screen after the fact. No, that sounds like too much work. Fair enough. <laughs> but it is weeded bourbon. Um, they they do great work, and their pricing has been one of the things that I find really fair. This was a limited release. It was seventy to seven dollars and seventy seven cents. Released on July seventh. That's seven, awesome. seven, yeah. 77, 77. It's a hell, hell of a price for a seven-year part that good. My God. So well, it is, yeah. I mean, it is even, a little different than what you're used to, but it's very good. Yeah, I mean, even following the old standard of like 10 bucks a year, they hardly did that. Yeah. You know. Like, okay. This is the tasting note I'm getting, okay. and this sounds really weird, but it's, it's like a cinnamon pound cake, like a yes. cinnamon fruit cake. For a weeded bourbon, it is, it's got a lot more spice to it than you think. It I would have never guessed that sweet. to be weeded, but I do get that it's wheat since you said it, but not as much in the total profile. Yeah, no, I can definitely see it as a weeder because it does the it, typical weeded thing where it has, I, 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 would, I lovingly call it a cream cheese funk. Yeah. Yeah, like that's, that's my telltale thing for weeders. And, you know. It's amazing. This yep. this four really is good. fantastic. So, it really is. Uh, Nick Nagel, one of the owners of Whiskey Acres, uh, called it a macaroon in a glass. Mm, and okay. There I can definitely yeah. see that. Uh, the one thing is, you can definitely still taste some of the grain. Yeah. But that is actually kind of their profile. That is what they want. They are. Well, I mean, they're proud of it. Yes, and they should. They should be. It's good. It's, it's very good, and they are proud of their grains. And it's not. It's not that you're tasting grain in a green, mm. unaged, vegetal way. This is actually aged. This this has an oaky presence there. Yes. Yeah. There's almost a barrel spice in there. I think the only thing that could have taken this over the edge to me is if it was a toasted barrel. <laughs> Can you imagine this in a toasted oh barrel? Oh, my God. Man? You had some of those marshmallowy notes. like that. Would, oh, that'd be so good. That being said, this is fantastic. It's delicious. And yeah. $77.77, that's unmatched. Oh, and I think so. you want to know something? They still have some on the shelf. Seriously? Crazy. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's, 
it's something I'm very proud of. I'm very happy to have shared some of this stuff with you guys. Well, and right now they're not distilling or not distributing in Indiana. No, not um, yet. I did Nick. Say, I did talk to so yeah, Nick. If you're listening to this, um, Indiana Small Batch is here right now too, and I've already told him he's wanting to talk to you. So oh, they, they you, you and Steve talk. Okay, you, okay, good. Because um, I'd definitely love to have some of your products on our bar for sure. Yeah, it won't take long to to get a nice following in Indiana. This oh, this guy yeah. alone will be the one to to toot your horn. Oh, you can rep your brand for it. Mm-hmm. That's what you I need try. to do is hire this guy, man. Agriculture. <laughs> <laughs> He's an ag major. I'm self-study, not. though. Yeah, self-study. Self-study. Yeah, self-study and how to kill things. That's about all I'm good at. Kill bottles. How to kill bottles. Yeah, how I, to I kill can bottles. kill bottles of whiskey yes. real good. I am. See you, bud. I'm an a- A1 professional at that. Top of my class. <laughs> so no, that's really after good. the Whiskey Acres, this cigar is kind of intensifying that almost chocolatey cinnamon thing. Like and some cigar. of the peppers dry, drying off a little yeah, bit. Yeah. yeah, it's not as... The cigar is not as spicy to me after the. Oh wow! After that the is. Acres. Yeah, and this comes from somebody who's never had this cigar before. That was pretty strong when we were. Uh, <laughs> not strong, but it's very full flavored when we were when we were. Eric having that is wild not turkey. typically the type to go for, beach up full body. Eh, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> I just don't go for the big red pepper hitters. Yeah, 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 yeah. you go more for the, the, the strong earth. Strong yeah, earth. the strong earth's my yeah. big thing. But that you are right. That pepper note really dried off from that, and you really get a lot of that cocoa and cinnamon. Yeah. And just a little bit of allspice, just mm, chef's by, by the way, shout out to, to Tam. To Tam. To Tam. For showing up in here today. She was supposed to be off today, but Lisa's sick. Thank so you, she, Tam. She covered so that we could actually record today. So yeah, Tam's a homie. And then she's going to be covering for me the rest of the day when I'm laying on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just uh, make sure she gets paid overtime for it. Yes, yes. <laughs> That's the only circumstance where she'll circumstance. cover your butt. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know she'll be. Hit, she should hit overtime pretty yeah. well this week. Oh, I'm sure. Hey, she, she deserves will. it. Dealing with you every day. Tell me about it. And especially right now, you're in your final 30 days before hockey season, baby. Oh, hell yeah, baby. Which, great segue. Wow. Great segue. It's like they paid him. Man, good job. So, (laughs) I've not made the full announcement. I've talked about it, but we are, we have signed a contract with the Indy Fuel. I'll be playing this season. (laughs) Oh, wait, no. No, we're actually sponsoring. Can you imagine the- Rob getting an injury in hockey? He'd, Dude, he'd be I, down I'd for be, four months. I'd be dead. I'd be dead. <laughs> you know what? You know who exactly I want to do it? I want Matthew Kachuk to check you into the boards. No. One no, time. No. And I want him when he's fully healed from that sternum break. Not Kachuk. He's a pussy. Let's get Claude Lemieux to do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, you really do want to die. <laughs> But no, so we're, we're actually sponsoring the third period. They'll be announcing us. We're going to be doing some stuff together with them. Um, we're real excited because we're hockey fans here. Well, not Isaiah, but we're hockey fans here. Um, and we're going to be playing all the games. We, we got a deal with Flow TV so we can actually play all the hockey games here. So we're going to have all the Indie Fuel games on. I'm just excited to be a part of them. We'll have tickets. We're going to be doing some giveaways for tickets for some of you guys. So. And as we say at all the fuel games, let's go fuel. That's right. That's right. So good segue, buddy. Nice job. You're welcome. What else you got, Rob? Is there, there's another event. Yeah. So um, 
this Friday coming up, um, after this airs, we have Black Label Trading Company and Blackworks. We got Calvin coming in to do a, a little event with us here. And cool thing is, if you know those guys, whenever they do events, they bring in event-only cigars. Mm-hmm. So I've got I've got a few boxes of each of those coming. So you can come in here and get cigars that you can only get during events. So we're excited about that too. And I'm also going to be expanding their line a little bit too. So. Can I have you buy as my proxy since I'll be heading back to Illinois? Well, we can talk. All right. We can what do talk. you keep doing in Illinois? Buying whiskey acres. Yeah. Buying whiskey acres and um, golfing a lot with my friends. But we've also had like weddings and family get togethers. Yeah. I'm at that age, just shy of 30, where everybody's doing all sorts of stuff and I never get to stop traveling. Yeah. Like, well, and so we do have, like I said, that one is coming up um, on, and that's September the 9th, but also September the 28th is our event after that. We've got Crux, um, which they'll be coming out here too. That'll be another great event, cigar event and Case Elegance, the, um, the humidors, Claro yes. humidors. They're going to be out here too. So we'll be having that one at the end of the month. Wait, you're a Claro Humidor yes, spokesperson, aren't yes, you? Yes, you are. Yeah, I'm not a, a, I'm not a spokesperson, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I I was lucky enough you last year. Yeah. I won one here, of course, yes, somehow. You yes, you did. Everybody called it rigged. It was not. Hey, <laughs> you saw my dial. I, I, I hate the dial. <laughs> but uh, I've had mine for almost a year now, and I absolutely love it. Uh, their system works very well. And the seal on it's phenomenal. Yeah. I haven't had any major ups or downs once I got it seasoned and it leveled off. It's kind of stayed right there even through winter and summer. So yeah. I very much enjoy it. And having, well, having the little drawer underneath for all of my lighters and cutters has not only been helpful, it's probably helped me to not get beat by Carson for leaving <laughs> stuff around the house. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and the other the other nice thing about Claro and, and um, Case Elegance, they're local. So it really fits the model of what we like to do here. We like to work with local companies. So it's a small business, but again, I think it's probably the, the best humidor of its kind on the market. And, and the price point's a half of what most of them are online too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So that big one is only two twenty nine and I've seen some that size that aren't even near the quality for, well, going for over seen 500. Have you ever the Libri ones? Those ah. are really expensive. They're cool. That, oh, they're They're cool. very cool, but yeah. they're very, I mean, they're 500 bucks. Yeah. And, um, and I don't think they're as high quality. Well, uh, they're no. made of metal. They're, oh, they're like, okay. They're yeah. like, all right, all right. They're was, like the big lighters. And I stuff. was thinking of other ones. Never mind. Yeah. No, they are ribbed, though. They're <laughs> for, for your pleasure. Yeah. 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 For everyone's pleasure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> You're an equal opportunist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't discriminate. Yeah. So are you using their uh, their humidity solution in it, or have you switched to Bovida? You could be completely honest. Yeah, be honest. Yeah. That's I've, what... I've switched it over to Bovida for myself. Yeah. Um, I found myself, I really like to have low maintenance when it comes to my humidor, so I do not like to rotate cigars inside the box. Um, if you don't mind doing that weekly, you'll be all right with their solution. But whatever is sitting on that bottom row at the very bottom is going to soak up a ton of humidity from their actual active humidifier agent. I switched over to a Bovida box, and then just for my own sanity, I toss in two little Bovidas on top 
and I've been solid for eight months now. Yeah. Well, I've, I've been telling people, you know, try with the solution, do the, you know, get, get everything acclimated with the solution. And then when you get to the point where you're just kind of, you know, everything's good, just throw your boxes in there, throw a, throw a 69 or a 72 in the winter and then throw a 65 in the summer. It'll or you can good. just be like me and run 65 year round. I do too. Or it just can, depends on the house too. Or some you can just be a heathen like me and run 69 year round. Oh yeah. Yeah. And you can yeah, either you way. Totally works. can. No, I mean, the, the wonderful thing about the Claro humidors is them coming with the solution. So you can go from start point one. Yeah. You need, yeah. you need the, you need the humidor and they come with the solution and a couple rolls of, or a couple pieces of paper towel. That's it, and you're able to run with it. Yeah, you're ready to rock. And there is a humidor seasoning solution in there, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. So there um, is. Out of the box, you have everything you need to get that humidor going. And yep. they have clear instructions too. I utilized them. Yeah. And yeah. I, I appreciated that. Yep. Absolutely. I built enough IKEA furniture with god awful instructions. <laughs> god, they're the worst, aren't they? <laughs> Dude, all the flat pack furniture is. It's like, how is this a bookshelf? Somehow it's going to be. Yeah. <laughs> it's only eight inches thick right now. Yeah, serious. So. I mean, the fruit coming out of that it's is crazy. insane. Yeah. It's. That is really good, man. Mm. The longer it sits, man, the more it just opens up mm-hmm. to you. Like. You can tell that there that it is made from grains, but it is not in any type of off-putting way. Yeah, and that's that was something that was very odd to me when I first tried it because I was like, "Oh, it's grainy, but it's so good. You understand why the grain is there." Yeah, it's being used as a flavor note instead of just an ingredient. Yeah, well, and it's in you know being seven years, it's pulling the the oak, but it's not getting so much oak that it's. Over, yep. over it. It's just and, pulling it. It's really nice. Uh, I am 99.9% sure. These all were seven years in 53-gallon barrels as well. So is this a single barrel or is this like no, blended of several? Okay, this gotcha. This is a batch. Um, Which releasing as much as they did, I, I assume. Yes, and that was, that was going to be another thing I was going to talk about was I love how they age stuff. So everything... When you go to Whiskey Acres Distillery, you pull in. Here's this beautiful, like, um, oh, visitor center area. There's a farm shop. There's a personal grain storage facility. And then there's a actual shed storing all the tractors and stuff. And, <laughs> nice. I mean, you see it all on the tour. But they have the front half of this farm shop is the actual shop. I mean, they've got a welder in there. They've got the torn out car seats that are the seats to sit around on at night. <laughs> on one side, you look across the other, there's bricks that they built with barrels in them. You go behind that shop and they've got a Quonset hut, one of those half circle shapes. Yeah. That is a brick house. And then they've also taken an old grain silo yeah. and converted it into a brick house. That's kind of cool. So is that hut open on, on, on the ends? Yeah. Uh, no, none no. of them are open. Yeah. But none of them are insulated either. No. Huh. So, and that's metal, baby. That'll yeah. That'll soak up that heat. Yeah. Real nice. Oh yeah. Well, and the good thing you're you're talking northern Illinois, so yeah. it's going to get a lot more temperature variation than what you get in Kentucky. 
So it's going to yep. do something totally different than what you're going to get out yeah, of a bourbon sure in Kentucky. It's a little bit more hardcore. Than it that. snows a lot more hardcore. Yeah, up there. yeah, yeah. But another another fun thing is that when Pickerel came, he tested the water. That was one of the first things he did. Can't be any good. It's north. It can't be any good. Chemically identical <laughs> I'm, I know, to I'm, the same I'm stuff kidding. they're running in Kentucky. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, it can't be. It's the limestone It's water. the limestone you mean, limestone. you mean the limestone shelf that runs from, like, southern Kentucky all the way up into southern Minnesota? No, I don't. I don't <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't even mean that. No. Yeah, but it's, it's all made with great stuff. And actually, another fun thing that they do is they take uh, – they sell off a lot of their spent grain to a local uh, beef farmer. Oh, cool! To grain feed cattle out. That's good. That's cool. It's called boozy beef. Oh, I believe it. I mean, that's... <laughs> Rob, you don't want to get into that. No, 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 well, no. Oh, no. we're not doing that next. Oh, okay. No. Oh no. Okay. I'm about so, to. I'm about to blow your mind again. With you're talking turkey. about the spent grain, using it for things. So I was at Way Out Festival, and there was a there was a um, company there that takes all of the all the the stuff from the breweries, all the the grain and all the crap that they use for the the beer, and the and they'll actually make dog treats. Yes. And they put oh, them cool. in cans of beer cans. I'm like, oh, this would be awesome. So I bought a couple of those and I gave one to Tam to take home and I, I took one home to Ellie. Our wonderful new table is brought to you by Deadwood Live. That's D-E-D Wood Live. Go check them out on Facebook and see what Derek can do for you. From bars to tabletops to a giant podcast table, they specialize in making super high quality furniture from Live Edge Woods and reused barrels. So reach out to them on Facebook and see what they can do for you. Ellie wouldn't even touch it, man. She's, Serious? She smells like, no. <laughs> oh. Tam, so I'm going to try her again on it. but I'm sure Tam's dogs didn't care. Oh, no, I'm pretty sure they don't. Ellie's a little more they, bougie. They sound like fiends. All right, let's so go, baby. What are we doing a, next? Yeah, we says, have quite a few pours this on this is, show. It says Wild Turkey Diamonds. It is not. This is a blend of every Master's Keep. And including the rum finished one? I do not have the rum finished one yet, <laughs> but it will be in here eventually. Okay. And about 20 different Russell's Reserve single barrels. Damn, so this is your ideal infinity this, barrel. This is the bottle. This is just fantastic. I will let you pour I'm for yourself. Do a little bit. So I have just started an infinity bottle of all like. Those 13 to 15 year Knob Creek picks. That oh, that'll be good. I think so. I'm excited. I haven't tried it yet. But so I- that's a good that's a good thing to talk about too. So um, a lot of people do infinity bottles. I'm sure a lot of you guys don't even know what we're talking about. So what a good way to do an infinity bottle is pick the things, pick profiles that you like, and you can you can blend them however you want to. The way they did it. I think is one of the best ways to do an infinity bottle because you're using the same distillery and you're blending different things you like from that distillery together. And you can do whatever you want to. You can do it with all kinds of different stuff. But honestly, what's going to end up going if you do that is you're going to end up getting the strongest stuff and the strongest profile. It's going to just like overtake everything. And when I was first doing an infinity bottle, I didn't quite understand the way whiskey flavors work together. So I put in every single whiskey I had. Oh, yeah. And like, oh, I did that once, too. And the worst part about it was is I had... Um, you had some real good whiskey in Lagavulin there. Offerman Edition. Oh, no. Exactly. And that, that took it over went the in whole there. thing. And then I also had a 95.5, like yeah. just a hard rye. 
And it was it the entire bottle, no matter how much of other things were in there, ended up tasting like a ninety-five five that got peated. They peated, got peated. Isla. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I did the exact same thing. I had all this stuff in there, and I'm like, oh man, I love Ardbeg. Let's throw just an ounce of Ardbeg. No. It was all Ardbeg after that. Oh, yeah. No, the peat takes over. So now, we'll say it was good. Yeah. But it wasn't an it was, infinity blend. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in uh, what what Eric did and <laughs> what I'm talking that I did with those Knob Creek picks, was yeah. we're basically doing the same thing as a blender would, where we're taking single barrels or, or whiskeys we like and blending them together, and it's kind of haphazard in some way. Oh, but. yeah. Like, I've... So at a certain point, that all started with just one ounces of a bunch of different stuff. And as time has gone on and I've drank from it, now I just kind of grab a different pick off the shelf when I get a new one. And I'm just like, eh, we'll toss in a little of that and yeah. a little of this. It's kind of like cooking. Yeah. You're like, it calls for garlic. Well, how much garlic? Use your heart. <laughs> Until your ancestors say stop. That's Dude, right. <laughs> I'll tell you what, this, this has such a similar profile to that first one we tried. Yes, it should. Oh. It that is very is, deep and complex. And wow. I would suggest you maybe get more because as it sits and opens, she only... You don't have to tell me twice. Go on, boys. We're, get after it. You know, you know me. Once this. once the bottle's open and I'm handed it, it keeps going. All right. I'll get a little bit more. Rob said, I'm not going to drink that much. <laughs> this is freaking delicious. We're three though. pours in. And the next pour is probably going to knock everyone over. Yes. that That will be... That will be stone cold coming through and just knocking us all. Out. But we'll we'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll, we'll baby this one for a minute yeah. though. It's crazy. That that's oh. so good, isn't it? That is very good. So, and the fun thing is about that is you would never be able to recreate it. No, there's no way. No. no. Well, and that's that's kind of the fun thing is the only part that I could recreate is the master's keeps because I still have them all. But other than that, there's at least 10 or 12 different single barrels in there that I've since killed the bottle. I can't replace them. Yeah. Right, right. So I wanted to ask you how you feel about the most recent Master's Keep. So I've actually tried it. As a turkey fanatic, you know, normally they're putting their highest tier. Their, this is their BTAC. Yes, this, this is their showcase. Yeah, and the fact is... Last year or this year? It's this year's, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You got a wild turkey bourbon that was finished in rum barrels. Yep. How does that make you feel? So, I'm not an outlier in this, but a lot of people didn't jump on the train. I loved Master's Keep Revival, which was finished in Oloroso sherry barrels. Specifically, 30-year-old sherry barrels. Yeah. Um, we don't have a bourbon cigar. Um, sorry about that. Oh, no, you're good. That's wrong. For me, for me, I'm excited about it, but having tried it, uh, it pains me to say, I feel like it came up a little short. Okay. Um, and seeing the new retail price on it at $2.99, it really... This will probably be the last year I buy, and the only reason I will actually buy is that I've actually been to both Wild Turkey and Appleton Estates where they got the rum barrels from. Yeah. But after that, 
I really don't know if I can keep on the collection anymore just because of the price point. When I started in this, the first two releases were 150, then we went 175, then we went 200, then we went like 250, and I was fine there. It was like, all right, we're yeah. kind of edging up against this now. Now you're full full bore going with your $300 price tag, and it just it it really pains me and irritates me. Yeah. And the same thing has happened with Russell's 13. So when that first came out, that was $79.99 a bottle. Yeah. Then the next year it came out, they dropped it at like $110 to $120, depending on the store you were at. Now this year, I think it was up to almost $150 or $160 a bottle. Yeah. And it's just, in three years' time, I've watched the price almost double. Yeah. And I just, I don't. I don't have it in me to keep up with it at that rate. It's just too much. I've actually started looking back at scotch now yeah. because a $150 bottle of scotch is pretty darn good scotch. Well, and you can yeah. normally get something that's like 15, 17 years old. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So something you said, backtrack a little bit. Yeah. Um, Lisa, or this is something he had said. He was talking about BTAC a while ago. Um, Lisa asked me the other day, and I'm sure other people don't know what that is. Buffalo, it's Buffalo Trace Antique Collection. Yeah. And uh, so a lot of people, when people talk about BTAC, that's what they're talking about. It's Buffalo Trace Antique Collection. So they're, they're higher end, um, older product, basically. Yeah. So, I mean, the staples out of that line, basically any of their standard brands, except for Blanton's, gets an older, higher proof brother. For the most part. Yeah. There's a... Uh, it's the stuff you want from Buffalo Trace in yeah. general. And, and there's a, the, well, a George T. Stagg. Stagg mm-hmm. Jr. is the little brother. Honestly, most of the time, Stagg Jr. is a little bit better. Yeah. Um, William LaRue Weller. Barrel Weller proof. is the little. Real barrel the, proof. Yeah. Not full proof. Barrel proof. Yeah. 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 And that's, that's one that people chase after. I've never tried one, but I it's have plans good. to very soon. And I'll tell you about that <laughs> when we get done recording. Um and they have a lot of these bottles. And, and the funny thing about it is, is Buffalo Trace puts these out in the most nondescript, easily available, clear wine bottles. Yes. Yeah. And they just have printing on them. And yeah. at one point, these were sub $100 bottles. And, and still, the retail on them is only supposed to be $100. Yeah. If you find one for that. Buy it immediately. Yeah, uh, which yeah, you, uh, always. I mean, genuinely, if you can find any of them for under four hundred dollars, buy them immediately. Yeah, I'll say two fifty, but yeah, I'm stingy uh, on some things. But like, <laughs> I'm kind of with you there. That's that's what they do. Um, that's their higher higher end um, barrel proof releases, and people go nuts for them. They always release and the what the whiskey world considers OND, which is fourth quarter of the year, if you're in any other. <laughs> which is October, November, December, yeah. OND. Yep. Yeah, so they're, it's kind of a redneck thing. Yeah. But uh, I, I would like to go back to the turkey, turkey thing and the rum finishing and just all their prices marking up. I can't imagine that the Russell family feels good about it, and I only think that it's – Campari group and the marketing team over there that are now making whiskey decisions yes from a marketing perspective not a whiskey uh, one, lover's 100%. perspective 100% yeah. I mean I hate to say it you're going to see that happen here soon with uh, Wilderness Trail since they acquired them yes yeah. Yeah. 
And I think that was another thing that they were thinking about as well because, I mean, Russell's Reserve single barrel picks used to only be about 70, 75 bucks a bottle. At one point, they were 60, but those days are long gone. I'll accept them at 70. I've seen stores in Kentucky, big retail stores like Total Wine. Total Wine had one for $92.99. And I'm going, you want $93 for this? Hmm. You're killing me. You know what? I want to talk about that real quick. There was at one point where Total Wine was the cheapest place to get everything. Yep. But now that they're putting out all the mom and pop stores, they had a Hancock's Reserve for $99 this week at, at all the Total Wines in our area. What's, yeah. What should the MSRP be on that? It's 55 55 wow. 60 wow. And You know what the crazy thing about it is? Secondary on that bottle is 110 So you're not... No, you're, you're paying not. secondary getting at the store. At, at this point, and what? it's a three seven five. Oh, jeez. That's yeah. As, as That's far as I understand, it's a three seven five. Wow. You are gonna you are gonna bring out the rage in me today. Hey, you Drew, keep telling me things like is this. Is Hancock's Reserve a three seven five or is that a seven hundred fifty mil bottle? Okay. Oh, it is. I lied. It okay. is seven fifty. Okay. All right. I'll put away the rage monster for now. But still, it's a. <laughs> yeah. 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 Proof down Blanton's. He said for more expensive. Yeah. Wow. Not even a single barrel. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, and, and even around here, Total Wine is still probably one of the cheapest places we can go to get liquor. Yes. I mean, you can find Elite sometimes. Well, I mean, Elite does a good job. They don't, they don't, they don't, at least on the, for the most part. For the most part. Their barrel picks are a little bit pricey, but they're barrel picks. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, they are paying their staff an entire day to go down. Exactly. Eat, um. Uh, eat at the distillery like yeah. there is some cost for them to do that and yeah they're gonna make it back on that bottle which i understand yeah absolutely and then um i think no noble's actually not too bad on their prices am i am i wrong there yeah i mean nobles, like their prices uh, are pretty good as far as i know nobles indiana liquor group yes they are they are indiana liquor group seems to be the most consistent around and they're buying up so, a lot of the little small... They are. Now, can I talk about another entity here in Indiana, then? Please do. Big Red. Bourbon World. Big Red. Yeah. Vine yeah. Table. Cap and Cork. That's where your prices go up. Well, no, 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 no. I just want to speak on one thing, and I really hope that the owner of Big Red sees this, or at least the guy that's putting out the videos weekly that end up in my email. Matt. Matt. I hope that you felt bullied by everybody when you tried to sell Russell's 13 through your store for 350. That's you deserved insane. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I um so Chili's Liquors in Greenfield mm-hmm. had an allocated event and they were going to do a right to buy in the form of everybody had to buy a ticket. Yes. To be able to get in on it. $10 ticket. $10 ticket yep. and it was for charity. Yeah, so that's somebody the thing. called the ATC on them Absolutely. and got it shut down. Which I don't understand the legalities of that being wrong because they're giving that money away to a charity. It's wrong. Why is that wrong? I don't. And I don't know. I'm. I'm curious. Why is yeah, that wrong? So it is a. Is it basically gambling? It, is that it what it is? It is. And then gotcha. the other part about that is in this. In this, I think federally. 
liquor cannot be behind some sort of paywall or some sort of special thing. Oh my gosh, you mean people actually do that? What? Yeah. I mean, it's the reason you can walk into Sam's Club and Costco and buy whatever's on the shelf yeah. as long as it's alcoholic. But every liquor store does it. Every liquor every day. store does it. Yeah. But, terrible about it. But you know what? I was happy to see it got shut down, that somebody called on them for it. Because maybe in the future, it'll discourage that even more. And you know what? I, I What's suppose, wrong with just doing a big old bourbon drop? Yeah. yeah. Well, and I, I guess I suppose... It, it's not that it was $10 today. It's the precedent that it could set that moves down the line. What's it to say that, you know, you're not going to be able to access it unless you're willing to toss over $100 so just my to question, get your name in the My habit. question on this is if they would have done this differently and said, we're giving tickets away for everyone to get a, a chance. And when you, if you get a bottle, here's a donation bucket for the, for the charity we're going for. You can donate or you don't have to. But we encourage you to donate. I that's think that's legal, what ended right? up happening. Okay, yes. okay. Um, so it, from what I understand, it's they had a- so many people in the store that they dished out tickets. And the allocated bottles they had were so mid. Like I did hear that. Yeah. Their E.H. Taylor e. small batch. Small batches, yeah. Was one ninety nine. Oh, get really? Can you imagine showing up to a right to buy? Getting the opportunity to buy a $45 bottle and having the opportunity to buy it for $200. You can buy it for $110 all day long on secondary. secondary and yeah. honestly, there's no tax there. And, See, and I always thought Chili's was a they I thought and I've only been there one they time. Were I thought they were good pricing. Until they got bought out by Big Red. Gotcha. Oh, they're part <laughs> of that now too. Yeah. Great. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Matt, I will find you and I will take you down. <laughs> <laughs> there are no threats being there, made from Final Third oh no. Cigar and Whiskey Lounge. <laughs> Only from a business standpoint. You know, genuinely, the yeah. Indiana market is so picked over as far as whiskey goes, mm. uh, especially the central and Indianapolis oh, yeah. area. It is. It's not even worth whiskey hunting anymore. But no. may I make a suggestion to you? What's that? Lake Liquors in Cedar Lake, Indiana. Yeah, if these you're willing two, to drive, go. These two have tried picks from them. They have been stellar. They're wonderful. They are up in northwest Indiana. Go there. Meet Rick. He's the owner. You'll have a time. Yeah, I, I mean, and it's... But you see what I just did there? The hard part is, with all of these right-to-buy raffles, all these things, is you're drawing large crowds... Typically, you're disappointing them with the prices after they've stood there in line. Since God knows when. Since 2, 3 in the morning sometimes. Shoot that one down at the uh, Big Red Cast Drink in Greenwood. There were people there from like 7 o'clock the night before camping out and just doing parking lot things. Okay, so that Big Red Cast Drink store did a decent job on pricing with what they had. I heard Good. that too. They had a ton of Weller 12 and it went out the door for 70 bucks. Which if you notice, there's a ton of Weller 12 out there now. Oh, if they just recently flooded our market. They had a Willet Purple Top 8 year. Yeah. It was $3.99. Which it's as much as I high. hate it, that's Willet prices. It is. It is. Especially with the purples. Yeah. yeah. That's that's just Willet though. They've, they're yeah. always going to be high and they don't care. They're like somebody. But the crazy thing is, is some big red stores across the board do not price the same. No. So there was a while ago when Dr. Johnston, so shout out to him. Shout out to Jay. 
um, can attest to this. He got in a raffle the right to buy a Four Roses pick from Vine and Table. Yep. It was around $90. Every other big red store that had it had it for $125.99. That's is, insane. Secondary. Too much. Yeah. But what I was getting back to there, the other thing that I hate in the bourbon community, you will see so many, so many people end up uh, being like, oh, well, you know, pick this up today. And people are like, oh, where'd you get it? Uh, no comment. Won't tell no you. Comment, yeah. No, I'll tell you exactly where I get everything good at. And and honestly, if you're asking that question on social media, it's already gone. Don't even it's worry gone. about it. Because I mean, it's most gone, most of those bottles it, are going to have maybe a time, case or two. Maybe you can't get that bottle that they posted, but maybe you can find a new store to go check out. Exactly. And, yes. You know, there's something else there. Yeah, and I will tell you when there are. Johnson Brothers slash Buffalo Trace drops in town. Yeah. They don't just give it to Total Wine or to the big red stores. Or no. Everybody's it getting it. Well, and that's the thing I'm finding out more and more of. You're, again, in Indiana, the reason why we're talking about this, because Indiana, you couldn't find any of this stuff for the last two or three years. Yeah. And it's everywhere now. It's because... They flooded the market for so long. People, I think people are just getting sick and tired of chasing that shit. And now they're like, no, no one's chasing it as much. So now they're like, oh, we got all this product. We got to start releasing this and selling it. Well, I think the the, the other side to that is, is inflation is what it is. I, yeah. A secondary on almost every bottle has dropped uh, mm-hmm. within the past year. And I'm talking like a couple hundred on some of the higher end bottles. Oh, yeah. Yeah. People just don't. Okay, people some people still have, have it them. like that. Yeah, but your everyday guy doesn't have money to be buying secondary. No, right now. no. I mean, what I could be spending money on three years ago versus what I can get today. Uh, uh-uh. no. I can't. I can't even fish those waters anymore. But again, another shout out to your boys at Whiskey Acres. They released a special bottle for seventy-eight bucks. Come yeah. on. Yeah, I mean that's that's affordable for anybody that's in bourbon. It there is. was a big release event. They had a big email push. They had social media campaign for this coming out. They had over a hundred people lined up at the distillery that day. They put you on a two bottle limit, which, all right, at least Good you're able you. to get two. Yeah, it's yeah. not one. Yeah. yeah, and they still had it on the shelf as of last Saturday when I went and picked my bottles up. So they made enough to satisfy the market. Yes. Yeah. Enough and to sell to the to the hounds that day and also enough for their customers coming in for the next couple yeah, of weeks. Yeah, I mean, just think about it. They could have done a four-year bourbon and finished it in something like an Amberana barrel and sold it for $90 through an event, and oh. people would have been happy about that, too. Speaking of... Uh, Some people. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Speaking of finished bourbons, they released a Moscatel finish. Moscatel. Yeah, Moscatel. so wine finish. I don't even know what's my you, yeah. Tell, uh, do you know? Now I did have one yesterday. Was in a Moscato finish, no, which was absolutely Moscatel, really good. <laughs> truthfully, I'm not a wine guy, so I couldn't yeah. tell you. I don't know Moscato, um, but I don't know that. You want to know what they charge for it? Sixty bucks. Yes. Serious? It was either sixty or seventy. Amazing. Yeah. Right. And I think it was five year. Maybe. I don't. So, think, yeah. We're saying all of this, and what I want you to do, if you're a whiskey person, find hope in the fact that there is still 
distilleries out there that care about their customers that have the consumers in mind yes there are other grain to glass distilleries some of one of which is in indiana and is fairly prominent and decides to charge 300 some bucks for a four Four year year. bottle yeah Uh, you mean a four year sweet corn bourbon well they're the only one that does it yeah no they're not because (laughs) guess what no, I actually, no, Whiskey Acres I actually do want you to get into this a little bit. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Eric. Not on the bashing side. Just, not on just the bashing side. But yeah. Okay. You, we do need to educate customers because yeah. it is not honest marketing. Yeah. No. So, without putting down the brand. <laughs> yeah. Could you please educate the people of this podcast? And again, and, this is a and, farmer that knows farming and yeah. other distilleries and what their grains are coming and from. So, I would like for you to mention the distillery. I will. Yeah, I yeah. have no problem. Yeah. Don't put anybody down. We're not attacking the people. We're attacking the marketing. Yes. And okay. the marketing and so, crazy pricing going out. The distillery that we keep talking about here, that one would be... Sorry. Oh, tasty whiskey burp there. Oh. <laughs> it's uh, Old 55 Distillery in Newtown, Indiana. The family that runs that distillery claims that they are grain to glass. The issue I have with that is they're not completely honest in that. They own an ag co-op. And so they have the ability to purchase grains directly from their co-op. But they didn't grow all of those. They don't farm enough acreage to grow all of that grain. Yeah. And if it's going to the co-op... I can tell you for a fact that if it went to the co-op, that's mixed with Tom, Dick, and Harry's corn from down the road, too. Mm-hmm. Because that's how co-ops work. Yeah. Um, they claim also that they are the only ones that produce a sweet corn bourbon. Now, And that they were the first. And they were the first. Now, I will give them. They might have been the first to market. However, Whiskey Acres released a bottled and bond sweet corn bourbon for the wonderful price of $79.99. The only claim that they have left is the fact that they say that theirs is 100% sweet corn. So it is just corn. There is no wheat, there is no rye, there is no barley, there's nothing else. The sweet corn bourbon that Whiskey Acres put out did not claim at 100%, and I do not know the exact mash bill on it, but I can tell you for a fact you're getting four-year-old whiskey where at least the number two yellow dent corn was completely subbed out for um, was subbed out for sweet corn. Yeah. And they still did it at an attainable price. So do you have one of those bottles? I do not. Okay, that's something we ought to do. If, if oh, you're we, able to attain don't, one. Don't you worry, we let's, will. Let's we'll do a side by side. I'll bring in the I'll bring in the the cast strength. Oh, I'll no, bring no. in the bottle and bond. I've got I've got the bottle and bond at home. Of your of the whiskey acres, uh, the uh, old fifty five. Yeah, I've got it. I've got it here too. You don't okay. have to worry about that. But the if you get the whiskey acres, I'll bring. It's two hundred dollars a bottle. Yeah, or one eighty, one eighty. But still, almost double it's the price. Over double, over double the price. Yeah. But if we, but I would, I mean, I would say I would like to try them side by side with the, the cast strength, the bottle and bond, and then the whiskey acres bottle and bond, just to taste uh, through. And you know what? Bottom line is, we can we can do a blind taste on it. We can. And, and that'd be totally fine. And we could actually tell you and what. That's, that's that's that big thing. You know, I was talking to you about, you know, you roll up to that distillery in DeKalb. 
the reason that they've got that grain storage area is because that's how they manage to store all of their grains for the distillery. Well, and it was the same way it would have. Yes. When and we were in Missouri. That's and where I was going to go to is we yes. need to do a blind between the three. And they, they had all of their farm equipment literally on the side of the building yeah. under an awning. Yeah. I mean, large awning. You know. Yeah. The yeah. only but, difference is that they closed in the awning and yeah. turned it into a tool shed. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. No, I, I, that, that, I was just thinking about that too. That's been my thing is that there, there's been some dishonest marketing from them. And for me, that's very disheartening as somebody in the ag community. I've worked for agricultural companies in the past. I come from a fifth generation family farm. To hear somebody definitely misconstrue to the everyday consumer who doesn't understand how the ag world works, it doesn't feel right to me. Farmers are generally very honest people, and so to to have that happening, yeah. it, it paints a bad picture and leaves a bad taste in now, my mouth. One devil's advocate. Oh, absolutely. I'm not, pick, I'm not picking on or not picking on anybody here, but devil's advocate, every distillery you go oh, to, yeah. they are the first at something, and they, they will tell you. Everybody now, has a claim. They all are probably stretching the truth. I mean, even down to the fact that they say Elijah Craig was the first bourbon. You yeah. know what? You can't prove that. You can't prove it. And that's it. why they can now, say Now, it could have been the first one with a legal definition of bourbon. But we I don't, don't know that either. I don't think that's the case. I don't either, but yeah, you know, I mean, who knows? So you've got either Elijah Craig, the Baptist preacher, who told him to char the inside of barrels that were holding fish at yeah. one point, or you've got... Uh, the grocer down in New Orleans who contacted a distillery and asked them to toast the inside of a barrel like a cognac cask. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, send it down the river. Yes, send it down the river. You, yep. We don't know where the whole toasted barrel or the whole charred barrel thing came from. And you'll never know. But it works. Yes. That's all we need does, to know. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the thing. Is like every, I, I can't tell you, other than maybe Gary at, at Wood Hat, and, and maybe even Alan. Alan really has never said he's the first at yeah, anything. Yeah, but that was one of the... I think that's why we really enjoyed our time with people like Gary and like Alan. Yeah. Is they're not trying to be the first. They're yeah. not trying to... They have the mentality of making the best product yes. they can that day with with whatever resources they have, whether yeah. that be grains or apples. And there's something even more special about that than there is it's, it being the first and being the best and all of these things. Because it's the being the best whiskey is so subjective. Mm -hmm. 100%. Well, and I mean, exactly, yeah. To, to go back to Whiskey Acres even, I remember when they came out with some of their first stuff, and it was aged in small barrels for less than a year. Yeah. And I wasn't the biggest fan when it first came out. But I have since watched this brand from, I think, some of their first bottles or some of the first ones I would have tried were in, like, 2015. I have since watched them in the last eight years seriously step up their game to where you're getting single barrel picks that are five and six years old. You're getting a seven-year-old product done completely in 53 gallons. Yeah. They've got a bottled and bond that runs closer to five, five and a half that they don't age state so that they have the ability to play with it a bit. Yeah. That is phenomenal. Yeah. 
And so hearing companies like Whiskey Acres do that, that's why I will sometimes mention my qualms with Starlight at the fact that you can still, just like last year and the year before and the year before, you're still getting four-year barrels out of them. Yeah. And even their even their family reserves are only going, what, six, seven? Yeah. Sometimes they'll creep an eight. Well, the last one, last one of them was six years. Yeah. And the, and the, the price last round was between 150 and 200. Mm-hmm. And then you have Whiskey Acres putting out a bottle that's seven years as a limited release, a special release for them. Yeah, the, at seventy seven dollars yeah. and seventy seven cents. And the yeah. only difference is that we're not doing they're not doing it as a, I say we because I do feel like I rep this company to a certain degree, but they're doing it at a at you know, 107 proof. They're not proofing this down really either. I mean their their single barrel picks come in one fourteen to like one twenty ish. So you're not really watering it down all that much. No, right. And they're, they're just batching it together and letting it ride. And it, Do you know what their uh, barrel entry proof is? That I do not know okay. offhand. I'm sorry. I mean, it tastes like they're in on the lower end. So I would yeah. guess 110, I, 115. I would imagine that they are. Which is about what Starlight does on a lot of their stuff too, right? Well, they're hey, get, they're edging to that low? 125. Yeah. Are Our 125 is legal um, barrel entry proof. Okay. Like... And there's a lot of brands that do that. I think of like Old Forester and Bookers. Jack Daniels and you know, all the bean products. Yeah. No. Knob Creek is a 120 entry proof. Okay. Bookers is a 125, which is why I've actually always liked Knob Creek more. I, it takes a special Bookers for me to be into it. A lot of them do drink hot. Sorry about the whiskey nerddom, but. <laughs> no, it's okay. That's what the show's for. I mean, genuinely. I don't think these people would be listening to this if they didn't both like cigars and whiskey or one or the other. Yeah. Speaking of which, we've kind of forgotten about these cigars. Yeah, yeah. That we were supposed oh to be gosh. talking about. <laughs> yeah. This cigar, I mean, with, with by the this whiskey, cigar, the 601 Green by Espinosa. Exactly. Very, very good. For my first smoke, I will be buying at least two before I leave. For the, for the bourbons we've tried with it, I think what it's what the bourbons have done is pulled down a lot of the heat and spice on it, and just made it more. And, and there's probably a little bit of earthiness that you're enjoying right now. Yes, in it too. there is. Um, but you still there's got still that taco. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. And uh, there is a fruity, and I would now that you've said that it's in there, the sherry cast shines through on this infinity bottle. It does. Yeah. But uh, not in a overpowering way. No. no, I mean, if you didn't tell me that it was in there, I probably wouldn't fixate on it. No, but you get the red fruit that Sherry Definitely. will bring. And that's that's why one of my favorite cigars, any cigar I want, if I pour that Master's Keep Revival, it's 101 proof, 15 to 17-year-old turkey yeah. finished in 30-year-old Sherry casks. It is so smoky, actually, on the palate from those old casks. Yeah. It plays so well with any cigar you want. It turns it into, and you have to be in the mood for it, and you have to like sweet. It turns it into like Fruit Punched 101. Oh, I believe it. And, huh. and that's one thing that Rob and I have found with even our barrel picks is like the port, the sherry finishes, all those wine-esque finishes 
typically go well with cigars. They, they do. go fantastic our back, with our back cigars. Bone pick, a port sherry, and a Morrow. Yeah, the uh, uh, Starlight. Yeah, the rye, rye port. port. Well, and even the even the peach tree has so many more fruit notes it in does. it. Um, now, and we got the brandies coming. We got and, the Elijah uh, Craig coming, and they're well, all very fruit forward. Yeah, so, and another one that I'll call out on the shelf that goes well is the uh, regular Joseph Magnus. Mm. Yeah. Being finished in the that. sherry and cognac. Yeah. Yeah. It goes so well. So if you've, if you've seen the lore about Joseph Magnus Cigar Batch, and you're like, what's something that'll get close to it? It's just the silver label Joseph it Magnus. It All is. All it's missing is an Armagnac cask finish. Which yep. I will say does something special. Oh, it absolutely does. Yeah. But, but is it if, worth Double the over double the and price now. Honestly, I would say no. I would not too. with the current batches that are coming out. Now I will I say one thing. I will say one thing. Whenever I see one on the shelf, I buy it. Yeah. I know it's two thirty now for a price point on them. Yeah, oh. I love to have at least one on the shelf. I'm down to about a third of a bottle now at home. So once I see one, I'm gonna buy another one. But I like it a lot. But man, I've always got a silver bo- silver label always because it's. It's it holds up to it just almost as much almost not quite almost yeah it does and that's that's why I bought it I I found out I love cognac and I love sherry finishes and I actually I like cognac and sherry on their own yeah and man you put them together and they're special mm. yep well and that one you can almost always find that I mean actually I've, every time I've been to Total Wine they've got plenty of those on the shelf yes and they're a hundred bucks yeah I think it's, I think it's up to maybe one ten. Maybe. Yeah, but you know what? But I'm that's still not happy bad. to pay that because no. I know the quality that I'm getting. And this is also a sourced whiskey. Yeah. So, and that's what's that's what I've been so excited about over the last year or so is like, you know, before probably a year or two ago, you talk about sourced whiskey, everyone's like, oh, they stick their nose up, oh, that's sourced whiskey. It's yeah. not, no, people start to realize, you know what? Sourced whiskey can be a really good thing when it's done right. Indiana Indiana whiskey or um, Circle City, City whiskey, whiskey Company. Drew's out here right now. Shout out to Drew. Shout out to, Shout Drew. Out to um, Drew. He, that's what he does. He sources whiskey from a, a lot of different places. He's had Watershed and Pennington and and he will MGP, be having Whiskey Acres soon. Whiskey Acres. And he's, he's got, got BBC. He's got Kentucky barrels. And, yes. Some Heaven Hill. Some Maine. Yes. And so he's doing a little bit of everything. He sourced it, but he's doing something special with it. And there's, we're, we're finally in that world where that's okay. And I'm glad. And I'm I think glad. it absolutely should be. It should be. You it used what? to be Barrel. everyone sourced when they were a new distillery and they had to wait and you had to have whiskey to sell because you have to wait for at least four years for it to be good. So that 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 is an interest, interesting thing. So Rob, yeah. Rob was saying people originally sourced, put out whiskey. It's kind of what Moondrops is doing. Yeah. They're sourcing MGP right now, also putting out their white spirits. Yeah. Is a way to make money for when the, it's kind of a stall until yep. they can really put in their cash cow, which is their own whiskey. W- did Whiskey Acres do any of that? Zero. Zero. Yeah. They made vodka. They still make vodka. Yeah. But so they they did make something. They could start making some money yep. while they're aging their product, well, which the is what you got to do. Is, but they never. Once you're in a store's door with a white spirit, it's a lot easier to get. Your and, and I will say that, that yeah. vodka is made from corn. Yeah. Oh, really? So it naturally tastes like butterscotch. Okay. It is not. So it's more like a corn whiskey as opposed it, to a it vodka. It kind of is. Yeah. You, it's, 
I guess you would call it a you'd call it a white dog. You wouldn't even yeah. I wouldn't really you can call it vodka because is it, it is, is it pretty mellow like yeah mellow corn? like your no. like your beloved <laughs> mellow corn. Hey, hey man. I have a mellow corn shirt that's I think it's literally think that same, same color. Yeah. Oh, it is. I, I got I one. Love, hey, you know what? I tried that twenty year mellow corn, dude. <laughs> I was. Uh, it was good, wasn't it? Oh, it was I special. Where I wore that mellow corn shirt to, it might have been the backbone pick, and people yeah. were giving me crap too. Like I'm, crap I'm never going to give you crap over mellow corn. That's that's bottled and bond corn whiskey for yeah, twenty bucks a bottle. Yeah, heck yeah. We'll grab Let's that every go. day of the week. I mean, it's it is an easy mixer. Oh, you guys are done with yours. Yep, and and you know what? Speaking of people that source and do a really good job, I'm looking over at the bar and I see barrel. Craft Spirits. Barrel, yep. And yep. that is their whole thing is that they source and... I don't even know if they have a still. <laughs> they don't. They don't. I don't believe they do. They're not distilling anything that, that I've ever heard of. Into. No. No, because they know exactly what they're doing. They do. And you know who else knows what they're doing? The wonderful people in Lynchburg, Tennessee. The wonderful people of Lynchburg, Tennessee. Mm. I got a couple shout outs to give before we get into this. All right, this all right. Let's... So I'd like to thank Isaiah Long for finding this. Yeah. For finding this on the shelf and buying it at retail. And then also, Dr. Johnston for bringing it from Nashville for me. Nice. Um, I have. So these bottles have been on secondary and they have been going higher than they should. But the ones that are hitting that like $250 mark, the $275 mark. Those are the hazmats. Are the high proofers. Yeah. And this is the highest proof one that I've seen. Oh, what really? is this one? Yeah. What is this one? 139. Oh yeah, baby. Ooh. This is the Jack Daniels. It's a, it's a, I can't say it's new, but it, it is one of their newest well, releases. I mean, this is one step below Coy date Hill. Of March thirty first, twenty three. So yeah, so I'd call that new. This yeah. is their single barrel barrel proof rye at one thirty nine proof, and this is and this is the first rye that they've done in the barrel proof, right? Am I wrong? So in twenty twenty. Their heritage release yep. was a single barrel, barrel proof rye. Okay, okay. And that went over so well on the market that in 2023, they brought it back. Mm. 2023's heritage release is a, they're calling it twice barreled. It's a double oak um, rye. At so, 100 proof. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll crack it open. Listen to this chord. <laughs> yeah, that, that's charged. There you go, baby. So. Oh, beat me up. Take me behind the woodshed. There you are. I love uh, Jack Daniels Rise. I have always, anytime I've seen a standard single barrel pick, which I think is around the 90-some proof mark, um, I've always bought them. They typically do a gingerbread cookie thing for me because it's a low rye rye mash bill. Um, Any idea that, roughly on that low rye percentage? I am not sure. Okay. I, if I had gone to the tour that I did yesterday, I could have told you, but I do think it's in the 50s. Okay. I thought I heard someone say it was like 57 so rye. Yeah, we're, we're riding in that barely legal area. That's yeah. my favorite spot for yeah. rye, personally. Dude, this is so dark. It is so dark. What's the age? I don't know. Okay. I would imagine six ish years. Okay. Okay. 
Mm, it's got a great nose on it, too. Oh, oh, oh. Oh. oh, my gosh. You definitely get that gingerbread thing, but there's like this little tiny oh sliver God. of underlying mint. Oh, and then oh, you yeah. still get that beautiful banana in there, maybe. Oh, That's got to be their yeast strain that they use. Because it something. comes across in their regular oh. and in their rye. And I love that banana runt note, man. That is so good. Okay, it absolutely blew out the cigar for me. Oh, I'm sure it did. At that proof, the only, the only higher high proof one that oh. I've had recently. Yeah, yeah. I can't taste the cigar. The only, I'm, I'm not mad about it. And no, because this now. is so good. The only high proofers that I think that we've had recently that didn't blow the the cigars out have been those brandies. Yeah, that we got coming in over 140, and that you still taste your cigar. Oh my gosh! So that does all of the like super caramelized brown sugar notes it is thick and oily on the palate oh my goodness thank you isaiah for sharing that. Yeah. oh you're welcome and, and this is my first taste of it too i literally popped the uh, uh cellophane off yeah before we started recording yeah. so uh mm. i am it's undeniably jacked yeah but it's so beautiful oh yeah it, the, the nice thing about this that some of the single barrel barrel proofs get is that this doesn't have that super heavy, I, I call it, I, I mean, it, it does that, that Tennessee thing a lot of times comes with so much char. Yes. Like a lot of the jacks have a ton of that char note and in this it's balanced. It is. It's very balanced and it is so darn good, man. That is really good. Got some good bottles on the table today, man. I kind of wow. poured heavy for me. Yes, so you did. I will not be leaving after this show. Good. <laughs> I have other things. No, because we have nine more barrels to try through. Yeah, Victoria's got her bachelorette party tonight, mm, so uh, I have uh, I have nothing going on. <laughs> got two weeks. Well, you got two weeks for yours. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Hell, yeah I forgot. Oh, yeah. Russell's 13 down there. So just so you guys know, if you guys know of any... Um, this is not a politically correct show. No, no. No. If you have any midget strippers, you know, let me know. Yes. We got to get them out here for Isaiah's My bachelor party. gosh. Please don't. <laughs> don't do that, that or I want the biggest, biggest stripper you can find. I mean, <laughs> either seven foot tall or 400 pounds. Or both. <laughs> or both. Agreed. I would rather not any strippers. No, no. Party. We're not doing strippers Surprise, for I am the stripper, Isaiah. And you are getting a lap dance. I don't care if oh, I have yeah. to hold you oh, down yeah. on the chair. Oh, Trust me, you ain't going to be able to buck me off. By the way, song. did you get your banana hammock in yet? Yeah, it's good, in. Good, it just, good. Actually, Amazon just told me it was delivered nice, today. Nice, nice. <laughs> big boy. <laughs> Final third unhinged. <laughs> we'll have Segura's big, or not Segura, but what's the uh, comedian that does big boy? Uh, yeah. Burt Kreischer. Burt bitches. Stencil bitches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll have to get... We got, we're going to have some good comedy specials on that night, too. There's some oh, really great ones out there, man. We're, yeah, it, it'll be a blast. Uh, uh, you're not all invited. <laughs> so I'm just telling you, no. you're not invited. Um, no, but if you happen to show up here on... I'm not going to do it. <laughs> if you happen to show up on the certain Dose, uh, that it is... At and, the certain time that you, it is... Bring a bottle, a bottle that is worthy of you sticking around. And That's I'm part talking of it. Pappy. I'm talking William LaRue. 
How about a George T. Stag? George T. George, George T. Baby. George T's, yeah. What yeah. about you some more mellow corn, 20 year? Oh, yeah, if you have that, you're welcome any day of the week, yeah. my man. <laughs> you bring a Heaven Hill 17. I, 17 I still haven't even tried that. So. Oh, you have not tried that. I can't believe no, that. Uh-uh. Hey, That's Lisa, you, Lisa, bro. when you listen to this, pour a little sample bottle. We'll give it to Isaiah. <laughs> we'll have, he'll have it for that night. He better swig it back in one shot or else I'm going to steal his glass. <laughs> You've had it, though. Yes, yeah. I have. Yes. I want more. I'm fiending. I'm not sure why you haven't had it, Isaiah. Oh, you weren't here that night. Lisa brought it in to share. Uh-uh. New Year's Eve. I uh, I am so impressed by this single barrel barrel proof so release. Good. The other wonderful thing about this is this is another barrel proof offering that tastes allocated but is a shelf staple. Yeah. So if you see one of these and you're at all a fan of rye, pick it up. Dude, if you're a fan of Jack in general, this does all the Jack and, stuff for me. And we're not me. talking old numbers. No, no, no. I know. I'm talking about single barrel. Single yeah. barrel, barrel proof. If you're a, if you're a fan of the of the single barrel, barrel proofs at any proof, I mean, honestly, I, I know Bless this is you. rye, but I, I don't rye. feel like it's Keep so heavy on. rye that it's overpowering anything. Uh-uh. This fits right along with their, their regular release whiskey. This is absolutely fantastic. My goodness. Mm-hmm. All right, so what else has been going on? You got anything fun fun or new on the board that you want to share? I don't think so. Okay, cool. uh, The only thing new for this week, which they've already heard, is yeah. the schnitzel bitches. <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean, we can toss another pour into this. But mm-hmm. We can do that. We can, I mean, we're we got, already at an hour time. 20. But yeah, we're once we get down to the cigar, we'll, we'll, Eric, we'll close up. I can't up. swig this down. No, we're not, you we're can't. not swigging. But, you know, it's ready. It's you got waiting. you another Russell's? Uh, nice. So nice. Eric, under the table, has a Russell's 13. Nice. Um, which I'll be interested to see if I can taste it after <laughs> this. Oh, don't worry. The kicking chicken always comes for you. The kicking chicken. chicken. What are you talking about? Wild turkey. Oh, kicking okay. chicken. Wild, wild turkey. Kicking chicken, baby. Yeah. That's what I used to hear it called all the time when I was growing up. Grandpa had too much of the kicking chicken. Now he's passed out in the living room couch. <laughs> Understandable. That's true. That's very true. Especially if you're drinking, you know, some of this kicking chicken. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, Eric, we talked about it a little bit. But what do you see are some of the downfalls of these brands that we know and love being bought out by big conglomerates? And we talked talked a little bit about it with that Russell's release. Uh, but if you were to say in five years, here's the state of these brands, what do you think it's going to be? Do you think they'll still be uh, 17, 18-year releases from them? Do you think everything's going to be finished? Or do you think they're just going to chase the trend and forget about um, just good aged whiskey altogether? I think there's definitely going to be... So, Wild Turkey is the one I'm going to focus on because it's the one I probably know best. I have over 30 different bottles of Wild Turkey. And this is true. <laughs> I've seen it. multiple yes. single barrels. I have multiple limited releases. So, it's the brand I know best. It's the one I've been able to track for the most years of my drinking time. Um, so long as there is a Russell, whether it be Jimmy, Eddie, or Bruce still behind the wheel to a certain degree at that distillery 
Are they still behind the wheel, or do you think that they're figureheads at this point? I think they are still behind the wheel on certain things. Okay. I think pricing has completely left their control yes. altogether. I would agree. I believe that is fully in Campari's hands. And to a certain extent, I think that they prefer it that way. Because now when people come in, those who are horrible human beings and want to go complain, the day they get to meet one of these Russells at the distillery and complain about pricing, they're able to be honest and say, hey, our us. hands are tied. Yep, go yep. talk to Campari. Yeah. yeah. And by and, talk to Campari means you'll never be able to talk to anybody yeah, at Campari. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, basically. But, yep. I mean, it's no different. You know, go talk to Diageo or Sazerac. And, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I mean, in, in the yeah. Diageo brands, I don't see it apart from Four Roses in the Diageo. Wait. Are they? No, they're Kieran. Okay. I misspoke. No, but Who's in the Diageo brand? Diageo brand is a lot of your Scotch world. Yeah. Uh, Lagavulin is, is it Lagavulin? I think it's Lagavulin that's Diageo. Okay. Um, the other big oh, distillery bullet. here. Yeah, Bullet. Bullet, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's why I thought so Four there, Roses. Because fun fact, there are some older bottles of Bullet if you find them on the shelf, uh, especially the barrel proof. It will say Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey on the front. If you flip that bottle open over, it will actually say Bottled in Plainfield, Illinois. Because they have a massive bottling facility there. Oh yeah. wow, that's interesting. Yeah, it. Um, but they, uh, the, so Lagavulin, and they also own the Cascade Hollow stuff, which, which is, is George Dickel. George Dickel. Gotcha. That's right. Which, so long as Dickel's over a hundred proof and aged, that's yeah, pretty good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, I do like it. Yeah. And uh, which is a lot of the Blue Note special releases are. Cash drink, George Dickel. There's a there was a while where a lot of the uh, barrel single barrels yeah. were Dickel, and they were fantastic. I'll have to bring you in when I have a 14 year. And what okay. I'm what I'm hearing is we all like the Dickel in our mouth. <laughs> have fun with that in editing. <laughs> <laughs> you know how he edits? He doesn't. I know. He doesn't. So then, why can't we have that lost episode? <laughs> that has to be shown during the, your bachelor party. Come on, man. I don't think I have the video anymore. Oh, no. Uh, Is he Rob, fired now? Rob might. Those were recorded on his phone. I doubt I have it still. I thought you kept all of it. I'll look. I'll look. Dog, I've switched computers since then. Okay. Yeah. How could you do that to us? Either way. Um, we're going to we're gonna create a new memory. And it, there will be a podcast recorded that night. Whether, oh. If it'll get released or not, another story. It's gonna be the this gonna be the long, long, long lost episodes with that. But it needs be. to be sent to everybody in attendance. I'm oh sure. yeah, yeah, it can. Be. Just so that we can remember it, because some of us may not be able to remember all the events of the evening. <laughs> well, I heard uh, Bother might be bringing his camper if he has one at that point. Oh lord, and you know what? It out if, back. And if he doesn't, we might be able to get Scott Deshawn. Which, if you're listening, Scott, I'm throwing you under the bus here, buddy. <laughs> He might be able to pull his over. He's only like three miles from here. He might bring his over Either, for us to sleep in. Back to what you were asking me before we got completely derailed. Yeah. That never I, happens on the show. No. Yeah. Never. Ever. I do think, unfortunately, Wild Turkey is going to start chasing some trends. Um, 
you kind of already got that gist when they went after the toasted barrel. Yeah. Yeah. And now you're seeing this rum finish. And I'll be completely honest, and this, for you guys that know me, you know this is saying a lot. The Peerless Rum Barrel finish is better than the new Master's Keep Voyage. Oh, wow. At half the price. Yeah. And I have always had my qualms with Peerless because of their prices. Mm. But now in today's whiskey market... Everybody's catching up to that. It price doesn't point. seem bad. Yeah. But at the same time, and I wish I had brought some Peerless with me, when you buy a single barrel from them. I can't imagine if we were drinking Peerless on top of all of them. How many of those did you bring that one day? I brought six. Was it six? <laughs> Plus all the other bottles we had too? Yeah. If you if you taste these Peerless single barrels that you can get at distillery or you can get through stores that you trust, yeah. number one, it's actually cheaper to buy them from stores or clubs. Yeah. They are a lower price than at the distillery. Yep. Well, there's a distillery tax for most yes, Kentucky distilleries. But the beautiful thing with picking up a single barrel at the distillery, John Waddle, shout out to you, my friend. He does. Yeah, you, you've met John. Yeah, yeah. John's awesome. He does fantastic tasting notes for these single barrels, and he publishes them all online. If you are close to Kentucky and make your way through Louisville, even only once every six months, you can look online, find out what they have, and they keep it updated throughout the year. You can buy that single barrel and then just go pick it up later on. And yeah. I will tell you, and if you ever try any of the Peerless special release bottles, their notes are, are spot on. I mean, they'll come up with some of these crazy notes. You say, Whatever. And you taste like, oh, my God, he hit it nail on the we, head. Rob will attest, I didn't bring it today, and I feel terrible. Brulee. It was. <laughs> High proof yeah. creme brulee, baby. Yeah. I think, Tam, did you have that one, too? She did, yeah. The, the brulee. brulee from Peerless? Yeah, she, <laughs> she loved that She just gave one. that guttural. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and but then he, the, what was the other one? The, the cinnamon? Coconut Smile. Oh, Coconut Smile. That's yeah, You had Coconut Smile. You had Brown Sugar Citrus. Yeah. They all tasted and, just uh, like that. And, yeah, they're 125 but, by God, they're, they're so good. good. They're also one of those distilleries that I think is going out of their way to keep their prized barrels for the distillery. Yes. Yeah. Which there's I, a lot that aren't doing it anymore. I don't know if they're really keeping their prized barrels for the distillery as much as John Waddle is truly a great curator of single barrels. Yeah. And because I've I mean, at a certain once, point, they have to be marked for the distillery and surely there's an excess and he'd be like, well, my, my higher end clubs or my, my normal buyers will also have access to this. Yes. Level. Because I've had one that was called black cherry tart. That was really very close to drinking a, a cherry Coke. And that was dangerous at 118 proof. I think it was. Oh yeah. And then Rob will tell you, I had one recently from my club and it's called Coke and a Smile, like the old ads back in the day. Yeah. It tastes like Coca-Cola. Yeah. So Rob's getting into this Russell's 13, but I and I hate to say it, but we're going to have to close we're this podcast out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, you won't get to hear our thoughts, but you get to know we had it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so that's pretty much it for us. I mean, we're done. We're down in, well into the final third. I will say you're right. The, uh, the Jack kind of... Killed a lot of the cigar. Although, 
all the flavor of the cigar is still there. The strength's not there anymore. Yeah. So it's still pretty good, though. So, yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at Final Third Cigar. You can follow me on Instagram at Jance, J-A-N-S 94. And you can find me on Instagram at The Whiskey Pastor. Thanks, guys, for yep. tuning in for this um, yeah. Thank you fun guys episode. For Thanks for bringing stuff. Yeah, we'll see you next time. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Schnitzel, bitches.